KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Joe Morgenstern, the film critic of The Wall Street Journal. The Devil Wears Prada is a cheerful morality play clothed in clothes. Its only distinction is Meryl Streep's portrait of a tyrannical fashion editor, Miranda Priestley. She runs a magazine, Runway, that resembles Vogue, and she's already been taken for a venom-added version of Vogue's editor, Anna Wintour. But the movie shouldn't be mistaken for sophisticated. It doesn't trust its audience. It's full of actors apart from Streep playing broad attitudes rather than characters. It's crafted like a TV show, a sort of video vogue, light, bright, and trite. The movie opens on a young woman named Andy Sachs, who's played by Anne Hathaway, and it tracks her from her scruffy downtown apartment to what will be her first day of work at Runway. Andy's just out of journalism school. She wants to write about serious things, and she's dressed for success. But success as a journalist at, say, The Village Voice. Her sensible shoes, skirt, and sweater show her cluelessness about haute couture. But then Andy gets hired, promptly sells her soul, and is born again as a fashionista. Her transformation is fun to watch, partly because of the fancy clothes and because Anne Hathaway's fresh beauty makes innocence convincing up to a point. But she seems to have been directed to sell innocence and ambition as commodities, or in the spirit of the film, as brands. Meryl Streep, on the other hand, looks sensationally stylish with her silver hair and gives a deliciously subtle, disciplined performance as if she were in another picture. Her Miranda is a creature of steely will an icy disdain. She controls by withholding approval, withholding her voice, withholding any feelings that might escape from the dungeon of her psyche and be mistaken for weakness or generosity. But withholding has its limits. Withholding is a limit on surprise, on emotional extravagance, on simple, zestful fun. If only Meryl Streep really were in another picture. The last Superman film starring Christopher Reeve opened in 1987. In Superman Returns, the granddaddy of superheroes is played by a newcomer, Brandon Routh, who bears an eerie resemblance to Reeve. Kate Bosworth is Lois, who in the interim has acquired a son and a Pulitzer Prize for an editorial entitled Why the World Doesn't Need Superman. Now that he's back, Lois is reviewing the situation with romantic longing while Superman suffers from mortal regret, flying high above Metropolis and Stratos' solitude and thinking about a life with Lois that might have been. At one point, when they finally get to embrace, she says, I forgot how warm you are. This is lovely to hear, but hard to believe since there's no trace of heat between them. Kate Bosworth is appealing, but her performance lacks a vital spark. Brandon Routh is a personable presence and a physically imposing one, but at crucial moments his facial features seem to be simultaneously animated as in computer animation and inanimate as in dead. The movie was directed by Brian Singer, and it has serious flaws. It's confusing at first, much too long, and insufferably sententious in explaining why the world needs Superman by comparing him to Christ. But Singer's film succeeds in many ways, small and large. There's a real sense of epic scale, and Kevin Spacey makes a wonderfully villainous Lex Luthor. 
As for Superman and Lois, I found myself viewing them with affection as slightly superannuated old friends caught up in new adventures of some dramatic consequence. How kids will view them is another story. They don't need Superman, even if Lois Lane's world does. But the spectacle and the impressive special effects ought to carry anyone's day. I'm Joe Morgenstern, the film critic of The Wall Street Journal, back on KCRW next week with more reviews. KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.